0: used to my class. We're all just kind of huddled around in the corner, you know. But the Lord is good. It's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord with everyone tonight. Talk about the things of the Lord. We don't hear that everywhere anymore. You go outside out there and you never know what you're going to hear. I'm going to thank the Lord for his goodness to us. Um, this... Um, Lesson we're going to study tonight on baptism. It's such a vast, large subject, encompasses so many things and so many different people's ideas and and all of that. And so, I'm going to do the best I can to just kind of clarify it and make it simple. Okay, we did talk a couple weeks ago about the different views of baptism. You know, a sacrament or a covenant. Or a symbolic view, and we we believe that the symbolic view what we do is a symbol um, in our in our love and our our, our devotion to the lord it's, it's a it's a symbol of what the lord's done for us. we can't go and go out in the river it 's not going to do us any good to go drunk in the river, but we by a symbol we can show our heart is right before the Lord, and that's what he's looking for, so we have these uh these um I don't want to call them requirements, but the Lord, I, I, on some little low-level regard, he does require things of us, you know. I remember back in the Old Testament times when he began to speak to the children of Israel and he He wanted to make them his people, and so he caused them to enter into a covenant with him. In a covenant. And at that time, the covenant between the men, and God in in, uh, circumcision, a covenant. Not that he's against the women, but I think at one point, I've tried to think this out a little bit, not to wander too far, but the Lord, you know, sometimes we think the men are, are being pushed to the front and the women are secondary and all that, but I look at that covenant when he told Abraham, I'll be your God and you be my people, and this is the covenant that you do to show me that you're with me. Is that you submit yourself to circumcision? He didn't ask that of the women, okay? Because he really held the men responsible. We know that Eve was the first one <clears throat> to touch the fruit and to eat the fruit, but yet who got the blame for it? Because he was the Lord had put him in charge, responsible one. So the Lord has these, these. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He has these desires to fellowship with us. He wants to fellowship with us. But it didn't take very long for the Lord to see that men didn't see that as serious as he did. And so the trouble began, you know, and the Lord go on and follow him through the years and years and years and try to bring them back along again as far as his people go. Now, you talk about the God of heaven and his people are wandering away from him. It's it's it. The Lord is definitely worth more than that, you know. But we have to be careful that we don't. So he came up with a new, a new um, um, way of us to show our faithfulness to him. And I believe in one of the ways that is is in baptism. If we understand what happens in baptism, then we understand that it's how we treat it. Sometimes I could say I was, I was baptized about 38, 39 years ago. I mean, I could say, well, I've already been there and done that. But when you begin to think that probably the most part of our walk from there on out is fed through the, through the understanding of what baptism is and what the Lord has done for us. He did not have a people. He says, I will make you my people, and I'll be your God. And what happened? They weren't faithful, were they? They weren't faithful. So he says, I am going to give another covenant here, make another covenant through baptism that we can be one together, that we can have fellowship one with another. Not that God's going to change, but he says, I'm going to change you. Now we come into baptism, we have to understand that we don't have it all together. We're open to the Lord change us, whatever He wants us to be. And He's the one that has it. So, <clears throat> through the baptism, something has to die, right? You know, we understand the water dipping and all. Something has to die. What is it? It's my old sinful nature has to die. And it's amazing to me how the Lord would come down and call me his own when he knows I'm full of sin and he doesn't like sin. He's against it, but he knows that he makes a covenant with us that he will draw us out of sin in that. And it's done during baptism. And I believe baptism are for believers. I believe it's for believers, not just somebody out in the street out there. Can they be saved outdoors? Yes, they can. I'm not going to say the Lord can't do that but typically it's, a, <clears throat> it's a, um, a function that we do on purpose to show our love and our faith and our trust in God and in his plan for us. It's not something that we just, we just kind of come and go and we have it the way we want it or not. We still have the rules. That the Lord wants us to keep and love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul and all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Now, what if we don't love my neighbor? Hmm? How does the Lord look at that? I mean, this way I question myself. How does the Lord look at me when I don't love my neighbor? When I give all my love to God, but I don't like my neighbor. See how the Lord looks in our heart? So His covenant is with us to draw us close to Him that He can change us into the likeness, into the image that we could not become before just out of circumcision. He made me aware that I had a covenant with God, I us say in the Old Testament. He made me aware, but I couldn't do anything about it. So when we come into baptism, He comes in to bring us a new covenant. Nature. It says in Romans 6, 6, a uh, question for what purpose was our old sin loving nature crucified with him says that the body of sin will be destroyed. He wants the body of sin destroyed. Where does sin live? Live out of my truck? Uh, lives at home in my backyard? No, sin's going to live right here. If it's going to live anywhere, it's going to live right in our heart, in our being. So he's going to come in, and he is going to destroy that in us. So I think some changes are in in line for me. When I come into the kingdom, and I've got my own way of doing what I want to do, and I'm not going to put up with anything, okay, right away I stand against the things of God in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, It's like it's him against us or us against him, but he loves us enough that he's going to, change our nature. Now, that's one little thing. They say it's pretty hard to change somebody's nature. So, you know, the Lord can do it, but he's not going to come over there and wave a little wand over our head, and now you're okay. No, you know what he's going to do. And I told Pastor this quite a few years ago when I first came, came into the kingdom. of the Lord had a bad mouth. And I remember it wasn't, my goodness, it wasn't, A week or so after I was saved, I was out talking with a friend and out come a curse word. And man, I felt like the Lord hit me right in the chest with a big old two by four. Whoa. What was that? It was the the body of sin being destroyed in me. It was the Lord trying to get my attention and said, that's not acceptable now. See, now this is what this is what baptism brings us. So. When we get to that point, we want to be baptized, we're going to be baptized. He wants us to think about it and to know what we're doing and what we're getting into to decide that if that's what I want for the Lord, I want closeness with the Lord, then something in me has to go. Do I trust the Lord enough to tell me that's okay? That's not okay in those things. Do we trust the Lord enough? That's baptism. It's easier just to sit back and say, well, I'll make it a sacrament. I receive grace from God through baptism. I have a covenant. One organization says when you're baptized, you have a covenant with God and you bind him to your covenant. Well, I don't believe that either. But yet a symbolic view stresses the nature that the Lord wants to build into us. And it all starts... It all starts in baptism. Acts 2.38 says, repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. These are the elements of the Christian life. You're not going to be in the kingdom of God if you don't repent. If repentance is not part of my life, I'm not going to be in the kingdom of God. Because that's the inroad. That's how that we are allowed to come in. Because we repent. We're still full of all types of strife and problem in our heart. But yet the Lord says come in. Why? Because through repentance, which is, repentance is, acknowledge that he is the life. Through our repentance, we acknowledge that the Lord is right and I'm wrong. The Lord is right. And I'm wrong. And I don't have any room to sit back and argue with God about it. In repentance, we acknowledge our sin and his atonement. In our repentance, we come down and we we repent. I said in my heart, Lord, forgive me for I've sinned against you. I've sinned against you. Not my mom and dad, who I had. Not my friends, not my wife, who I had, but I saw in my own heart that I had sinned against God. So it says to repent, repent, acknowledge our sin and his atonement, his atonement for our sin. He paid the price for our sin. No one else did. No one else did, but he did. Thank the Lord for that we repent, we're baptized, we go willfully into the water. So the picture is Jesus went into the River Jordan there to be baptized of John, not because of sin in his heart, but because of his submission to the will of the Father. And he knew what it was. He knew he was going to die a miserable death on the cross. But a submission to the will of the Father. And he came up and he told John, this is right. This is for righteousness' sake. For the right thing. How can he expect us or want us to be baptized when he didn't baptize himself? He did not get himself baptized. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's he laid down the pattern for us. So we come and as we are baptized Into him we acknowledge that he is the life. He is the truth. He's the way we go. I go to him and I receive what I need from him. And it all starts in baptism. Romans 6.6 says that our body of sin is destroyed. The whole purpose is for the Lord to come in and destroy our body of sin. Our old evil desires that still want what they want. Like I said, I've been serving the Lord for 39 years, and you still have to watch yourself. You have to be careful. We live on this planet. It's almost, uh, it's almost something to brag about anymore in this country. It's terrible. But that the body of sin would be destroyed and that we will not serve sin. So it's a personal thing. We say, well, my friends, somebody tells me my friends are doing this, my friends are doing that. They can do what they have to do. I have to do what I have to do. And each one of us have to do what we have to do. If we're going to serve the Lord, then that's what we're going to do. We're going to put this old nature that wants to go drink or party or whatever, take this old nature and put it to death in our life. Does it go away the first time? Generally not. You've got to fight it. You've got to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me. If Jesus had to do that, you can believe we have to do it. So what provision did Jesus make for putting off of the sin-loving nature? In Colossians 2.11, he gave us a new nature. He gave us a new nature. We go down to the altar. We ask him to forgive us. And when we rise up, we have a new nature. A new nature, not so centered around me. Still takes a little while to get trained and trained and obey and obey and obey. And next thing you know, we begin to realize that it's easier to serve the Lord than it is to serve the world. But the devil will dangle the carrot out there for us to try and get us to go back into that lifestyle again. But he doesn't have any power. All he has is deception. All he has is deception. So he's given us a new nature. The Old Testament rite of circumcision was a sign of a covenant between God and man. God had promised Abraham Abraham that nations would come from him. But God required an acknowledgement from Abraham. You have to acknowledge this too. I'm saying this is what I'm going to do for you. You have to acknowledge it and accept it. To what I'm saying. And so he made a covenant with him concerning the things he promised. So Abraham had to live by that covenant as well. But the Lord desires that. And I believe, and I I know, I shouldn't say I believe, but like I have a doubt. I don't have a doubt. The Lord requires baptism on us, on our side, because we're acknowledging who has the life. When I have a choice that comes down and something I want to do, and I, I, I really feel like I've loved this all my life, I want to do this thing, And what do I do? I have a choice to decide. We used to drag race. Every Sunday we'd drag race. Well, every time they had a race on Sunday. Favorite. My whole family loved it. We still do. But when I got saved, the next day was Sunday. I went to church. See, he gave me a new nature. He gave me a new nature, but I had to be obedient. Just to make sure that I didn't go to church the lord all the 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 devil sent somebody over to my house come on man let's go to the races come on let's go yeah come on let's go you see you, we can gain an enemy in this thing here but he's powerless against the power of god we do the right thing we'll be obedient to him and it wasn't you know and, and we never went back again never went back again do you think the, the the lord honors that he does honor that. He honors that with, with, with peace and, and joy and knowing that I'm doing the right thing. You know how important that is to know you're doing the right thing? So the baptism is the door opening for us. It looks at our, the, the Lord looks at our attitude of our heart, sees how we handle temptations that come along in our life, How do we handle that? You know, if somebody slips and falls, the Lord's right there to pick them back up again. He's not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want anybody to perish. But he's there to help us and make sure that we're successful. So he gives us a new nature. Thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for that. Without that, I don't know whether we'd be able to to go very far without the Lord. The Old Testament rite of circumcision was a sign between God and Abraham. And so Abraham had to acknowledge that in his life. So we understand in this baptism, it's it's the open door for us. The Lord, nobody twists anybody's arm. They don't threaten. They don't say, well, you're not really a Christian. Um until you do that, some churches like to argue about things. You know, they're going to argue about uh, semantics, <laughs> going to argue about things like how do you say it, which word do you say. You, can, you know, one, one church will believe in, in, in Jesus' name, be baptized in Jesus' name, and one church will believe in baptizing the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And they're both in the Bible. They're both in the Bible. So which? How do, how do we do it? It's a revelation of the Lord. You know, it's a nice saying the Lord doesn't expect us to know everything as soon as we're saved. He does not expect us to know it all and make the, our best decisions forevermore. He doesn't. He gives us time to learn. He gives us an understanding. I'm, I'm baptized in Jesus' name, and my wife is baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, if it's, if it's man, they fight over things when it's like they're writing the rules. So this church is going to write the rules about baptism. It's not going to work unless you say it right. And then this church over here has another rule that, that, that you've got to say it this way or it doesn't work. My brother drove all the way from Sacramento To talk to us about this. Because he felt that my wife wasn't saved yet. Not to look down on my brother. He led me to the Lord. But see how men gets in there. And we get our mind and our thinking. And well the Bible says it right there. That's how we're going to do it. But what does your heart say? What is the Lord in your heart. Who leads you and shows you what's right. And what's wrong. What does he say in our life? He wants to just be. Acknowledged as the God. And I know that pastor. The words that pastor speaks is baptize you into. Jesus. That's the best I've heard. That's that's where that's where it is. We're baptized into Jesus. Not just his name that we can proclaim it and say it out there. But into a person. With a body and a life. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're baptized into a life with God. Now, the Lord, he, he, he gives us this because he wants us to have a communication back and forth. We communicate back and forth. He's happy to do that. Well, here I am, Lord. I need your help again. Well, he's happy about that. Everyone here that has children, you're glad they come and ask you a question. Better than going out and find somebody on the street corner and ask them a question. So, this baptism is the open door. It's the beginning of a relationship with the Lord. He comes to change our nature, that we will take His things and hold them dear to our heart. And it's not that He does a magic wand over us, no. He gives us good counsel, and he gives us good comfort, and we see where we were before and where I am now, all because of the Lord. So don't let people tell you that it has to be said just a certain way and do this because they really haven't seen the spirit of Christ. All they know is by what what some person laid it out on paper, and that's the way we're going to do it, be baptized in the name of Jesus. Nothing wrong with that. Thank the Lord for the name of Jesus. But it's not a formula. There's no formulas in the Lord. It's the Lord or no Lord. It's what it is. And so we serve the Lord because of that we love him. And like someone would say, I think it was an old song that said, and he first loved me. <laughs> Where do we go if he's first loved us? <clears throat> So when we come to Jesus, we repent of our sins, we enter into the Bible, which calls the Bible the born-again experience. It's a born-again experience. You're, you're different. I know my experience. I know my experience, and it's so awesome to me. But I look at each one here tonight, and I know you have your own experience, too, with the Lord. We can have our own individual experiences with him, the comfort that he brings when we feel like, We have no more friends, like we've lost everything. The comfort that he can bring to us is personal. It's personal. It's not, and thank the Lord for the group that we can all join together and help one another. But the Lord's touch in our life is a personal touch. So when I go and I'm baptized, I'm baptized just me and the Lord. And each one of us is like that. And then I have to dedicate my heart and my life to follow him. Me, I have to do that. But it's not a, the Old Testament was a order and a rule, you're going to do it like this, and you're going to do it like this. And the Lord comes in, and he nudges us in the right direction. He nudges us where he wants us to go, what we're going to do with this situation. He nudges us that we will always keep him in mind in our decision. We have to do that. The new nature comes with a, a here. Uh, hearing that we can hear from the Lord, that we can take our nature, our old nature, get away from me, Satan. What they, get thee behind me, Satan, the Lord said. So this baptism in water, I believe is a must, but we definitely need to understand, and I thank you all tonight here, that we understand that it's the voice of the Lord planted in our heart. Planted in our heart. Now I want to say Share this. The baptism itself, the actual physical baptism, we understand. Jesus came into the, into the stream, into the river. We come into a river. The Lord's a little different. I'm going to talk about some sin here. I don't believe the Lord had sin, but he was being baptized into his ministry, into the beginning of his ministry. So I come in to be baptized, and I feel like I've got This problem and that problem, and uh, haven't been able to quite get this this body under under control, and I feel like I'm weak and everything. So when we come in, uh, and the Lord, and we're we're there in the water when we're baptized, when we're baptized, we are taken under the water. Now, if I leave you there, you're going to die. If we're left there, we're going to die, right? And then when we're brought back up out of the place of death, the water is a place of death. We're going to die if we stay there. But the Lord raises us up in the newness of life. The life outside of that, having left the old nature there in the place of death, where it belongs and where it should stay. And so when that situation comes around again, the temptation, the devil doesn't let go easy sometimes, we can just call on that and say, wait a minute, I am raised up out of the death. You're not going to bring more death to me and trouble to me. So that is where we are raised to life, newness of life in Christ because of baptism. That's why it's important. And I experience that, and each one here experiences that. We know what that feels like and what it means. That I could raise up out of there and be, be a different person. Each one of us can be a different person because of the the spirit of the Lord rises up with us. Next thing you know, we're doing things that we never, never thought we ever would, like go to church and, and put money in the offering. You know, put some money in the offering, realizing that uh the bible lays out a fashion that i've seen that the lord has used in our in our life and it's called uh the natural first and then the spiritual the natural things first and then the spiritual we learn sometimes we have to see things you know Brother Waltrip's not here. You know, you have to give him a bad time. Oklahoma, you know, the, the prove, you know, prove it to me, state people. But we, the Lord will cause things. And we talked about this last time when we were talking about the children of Israel going through the waters, coming out of Egypt. So the Lord, in the natural, they went through it. And the Lord gave an example in the natural, the live, the live world that we can take and apply to the spirit things and realize what he's talking about. Out of bondage into freedom. By just loving the Lord and professing his name and the Lord knows if we're faking it or he knows if we're telling the truth. He knows. He knows if we need some encouragement to do that. But when we are raised to newness of life. Then the spiritual things begin to take over in our heart. And we begin to see that there's a spiritual side that the Lord's really trying to build up in us. He wants to build the spirit man up. And when we build the spirit man up, the flesh man gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And so that's it's so important that we understand and that the baptism that the Lord wants us to be baptized is for our whole life. It's for our whole being. And it's a war against the devil. When Jesus came up out of the out of the stream and was led up by the spirit into the wilderness, what happened? The devil came right along and started testing them, didn't he? Yeah, if you're if you're the son of God, you know, make this Stone into bread. Some people think that when we finally come into the kingdom of God, we're going to be endued with power. We talked about that a while back, endued with power. No, really what the Lord's going to give us the ability to stand where we know we need to stand in the presence of the Lord and let that just fade away. That's the important part. We can just stand. And say, Satan, get thee behind me. That shrink is going to come. It doesn't come from the water. It doesn't come from the, the right words said over us. It comes from our obedience and doing it because of the Lord. And we love him. And we want to be a part of him. We want to show everybody that we're a part of what the Lord's doing. That doesn't mean we're perfect. But it means that the Lord is going to be there with us every time we need him. So it's important. It's important that our heart is right. And the Lord will help us to do that. He'll help us to get into the things of the spirit of God and not the natural manners. Too many things out there being preached now that's all trying to make you feel good about yourself. And the Lord's not trying to make us feel bad about ourselves, but he wants us to acknowledge that the one to make the heaven and the earth the one that can make the heaven and the earth wants to dwell right here. What do you think that'll do to us? That's going to change us, man. It's, nothing else can happen, but we'll be changed by the, by the power of God. Taking a resident here. He don't want to be up on a mountain or down by the ocean. He wants to be right here in his people's hearts, and that's where he is. That's where, and so we submit ourselves to his order and just stand back. And watch the Lord do what he's going to do, and he will. So, baptism in water, it might be symbolic in some regards, but I tell you, it's real life in our heart. It's real life. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. You help us so many times, so many ways, so many places, Lord. Where would we be without you, Lord? We would be lost. We thank you so much, Lord, for the provision that you've made for us, that you include us in your kingdom. And your desire is to use us, to purge us, make us clean, and then to use us in your kingdom, Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that you have that ability to make changes where we can't change ourselves, where we need help. And I just thank you, Lord, and bless you tonight. Bless each one here tonight, Lord. May our spirit rise up within us oh lord and worship and praise you and give you the praise and the glory and the honor that you're that you deserve and you're worthy of and we thank you tonight lord and bless each one in your name jesus we pray amen amen hallelujah